Hello. Heyo. What's happening? Not a whole heck of a lot. What's going on? It's a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Mondays. Pass me a lasagna. (laughs) I hate my dog friend, Odie. It's uh, it's been a pretty good day, I think. I actually got to relax for the first time in a while, which was nice. I fell asleep with my makeup on for the first time in like eight years last night and it was a horrible experience but other than that had a great time had a great weekend (laughs) nice (laughs) i try well uh welcome to another picture show podcast the premise of the show is madeline and i are two best friends and we watch movies together and talk about them most of the time, Madeline has not seen the movie, and I tell her what movie we're going to be watching each week. So with that, let's get into it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the time this is coming out, it's going to be around spooky season, which should be airing sometime in October. So we're going to start reviewing some spooky movies or um, more scary movies, I guess. Yes. So this will be our first kind of scary movie review. Ooh. Ready to find out what we're going to be watching? I'm I'm hype. I'm nervous. I'm like getting into spooky movies now. Like more and more. Do you watch a lot of scary movies? No, I think I was introduced to them the wrong way as a child. My dad would just be like, hey, let's watch this movie. And it would be like a scary movie. Like, I've seen, like, really old 80s horror movies. Like, I saw, like, The Relic. I saw American Werewolf in London. Um, I saw this really corny, like, D-list horror movie called... um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about, like, a saber-toothed tiger. Like, somebody, like, resurrects a (laughs) saber-toothed tiger. And, like, it hunts down these, like, college kids camping in the woods somewhere. And I was also, like, camping when I saw the movie or, like in the woods, in the mountains mm. when I saw it. Very, just very poor introduction to scary movies. So from there, I just never like actively sought them out. But as I've gotten older and I've, you know, been like, these things aren't real, I think. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I've been more open to seeing scary movies. Yeah, I, I think I was the same. I never watched scary movies growing up. One, because my neither of my parents were ever into them. My mom is like... That's just not her thing. And my dad, we we had a whole episode about dad movies and <laughs> horror aren't, aren't his gem either. So I was kind of introduced to scary movies a lot later in life. So like you, I'm getting caught up now. So I'm really excited for these next few weeks. We can uh, kind of dive into some good ones, I think. Okay, so what are we watching? So this week, we're going to be watching Jennifer's Body. I remember when that movie came out. Mostly because I'm a soundtrack gal. I love movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, ones that are just, like, just the musical score and no, like, pop songs or whatever. Yeah. I love movie soundtracks. And I remember Jennifer's Body. Haven't seen the movie. Um, <laughs> hence the premise of this podcast. I mention that every, every time. But um, I remember listening to the soundtrack when it came out because it has like a pretty banging uh panic at the disco song i think that was like right at panic at the disco's like end of good music in my opinion <laughs> yeah they really just like after they did that song for jennifer's body 
I think they did like the death of a bachelor album and then it just went fucking downhill from there. So that's all I know about Jennifer's body is that it has um, hottie make hot face, Megan Fox. And then it also has um, Amanda Seyfried, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I, I know about the movie. And they're like friends, I think. Yeah. So do you remember like seeing the trailer at all when it came out? Like, do you have any first impressions of like what you do know of the movie? I think, I think she's like some sort of like man eating like demon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like Amanda Seyfried was kind of the loser of her high school. And then Jennifer, I'm assuming is Megan Fox's character, <laughs> befriends her and like, but she doesn't know. I don't know. Something like that. That was all I knew. I haven't seen the trailer in a very long time. I don't remember the trailer very much. Cool. Yeah, I, I watched it recently. And I also remember when it first came out. I, I remember, like, the trailer for it turned me off a lot. One, I wasn't into watching scary movies at the time. Hmm. Um, and this, just the way that it was kind of marketed around Megan Fox being this, like, super sexy thing, scary thing in this movie... It, it didn't feel like it was, like, my cup of tea. I was like, I don't know if I need to go go watch that. It looked really... The way I remember it being marketed, it looked very cheesy and not mm. not really something that would break me into the, the horror genre. But I watched it recently, and I think it would be a really good discussion kind of around that, how, how it was portrayed versus, like, what it actually is. So I, I'm really yeah. excited for you to watch it and... Um, to get into it so yeah I'm kind of excited of the idea of like I mean any chick but like especially Megan Fox like a hot chick who like is usually like objectified and you know taken advantage of in like you know whatever other films and tv shows that she's been in to just become this like ultra badass like man-eating fucking demon machine I'm so far I'm for it I'll I'll have to (laughs) give it a watch I'm I'm definitely right now riding on like that bias of like yeah fuck men like let's get yeah. wrecked and watch Jennifer's body. <laughs> yes, uh, I think that it'll definitely kind of fill that fulfill that uh, vibe for sure. Yes, um, this is an excellent start to spooky season. <laughs> happy spooky season, everyone! All right, so with that, let's go watch Jennifer's body, and we'll be back with our review in three, two, one. And we're back. We finished it. We did. <laughs> I don't know why I say that like I'm stating the obvious. I'm like, oh my god, guys, we <laughs> We only watched it. like half of it and then came back. <laughs> yeah, I got bored and then I stopped watching it. So I'm going to make But up. I have lots of thoughts anyway. On an unfinished <laughs> I'm just going to make up the other half. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what did you think? Okay, I actually really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was I like, know, I oh. gave you, like, such, like, a hard time last night. I was like, I have so many thoughts. It's going to go crazy. And you were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, I thought it was cute. But it was also, like, it just, like, it was very, like, to a T, like, what 2009, like, movies were like. Because, I mean, 
wasn't it the writer of Juno who wrote Jennifer's Body? Yes. Right, I'll I'll give the stats real fast before okay. we get into it. I, sh- I need to be better about this. Um, okay, so Jennifer's Body is a 2009 American supernatural horror black comedy written by Diablo Cody, like you said, the writer of Juno, um, and directed by Karen Kusama, or Karen Kusama. The film stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Johnny Simmons, and Adam Brody, and J.K. Simmons. Um, and J.K. Simmons. Are they related? <laughs> I don't think they no, are. I don't, I don't think I don't so. think they are either. All right, so the, the like, synopsis as written on Google. Um, when a demon takes possession of her, high school hottie Jennifer, played by Megan Fox, turns a hungry eye on guys who never stood a chance with her before. While evil Jennifer satisf- satisfies her appetite for human flesh with the school's male population, her nerdy friend, Needy, Amanda Seyfried, learns what's happening and vows to put an end to the carnage. I have a problem with this um, synopsis. I feel like it's not correct. I mean, like, kind of, it, like, kind of gets it. It kind of, like, explains the story, but, like, it's very misleading, <clears throat> I feel. I agree. Uh, mostly because that's not how it ends at all. Like, tech, yeah, yeah, she ends, like, Jennifer's, like, carnage or whatever, but it's all, like, I love that it was all pitted on her. Like, I thought that was so funny. Oh, it was so good. Like, I didn't really, it's funny because I didn't really care that much for Juno. Like, a lot of people love Juno and they think it's such a good movie, which I'm, it, I'm sure it is, but, like, it was not my cup of tea. Like, the only part of the movie that I really loved was like when jk simmons who is ironically also <laughs> in this movie um was like oh like something it was something he said something about like people think the sun shines out of your ass or something people who love you think the sun shines out of your ass and i was like that's great mm-hmm. and then the other part where she's like is about to go into labor and she screams thundercats are go those are the only two parts of the movie that i was like supreme like mm-hmm. a plus thundercats are go i say that a lot now because of juno but um, I really liked the writing and like just the story in general. I just thought it was so fucking funny. Like just the part where the band's like stabbing Jennifer and they're all singing like Jenny, like yeah. eight, six, seven, five, three, yeah. oh, nine. <laughs> they're like having a great time while mm-hmm. just like murdering this teenage girl. <laughs> oh man, so good. And then she wasn't a virgin, so she became a demon. Like that is that's honestly how anyone would become a demon. Yeah. Like, if I, if any of us were to become a demon, it's because a satanic cult, satanic band tried to sacrifice us when we're not virgins. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think the the description here that I just read, it it's it it kind of ties in with like a a larger problem about how this movie was like marketed, which I think mm-hmm. we can get into like a little bit later. But I I, I just want to talk about the movie overall and and our thoughts um, in general. So like. You said you liked it. I also really like this movie. I, I just think it's really fun and like does a really good job of telling a horror story about female friendships, female relationships. Yeah. While also just being a fun black comedy horror movie. So uh, what do you think this movie is like about? <laughs> it's about a demon, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I kind of saw, like, some sort of, like, I don't want, like, jealousy, like, aspects to it. Like, this could be, like, if this were fake, like, if this were, like, 
a figment of Amanda Seyfried's imagination. Like she got really jealous of Jennifer or she felt like really like intimidated by Jennifer, like as they got older or something like that. And that sort of like manifested itself into like her being an evil demon just because like she's more comfortable. I mean, this might be controversial, but like it might be because she's jealous because she thinks Jennifer is like too sexual, like too comfortable in her sexuality. Like I can see that. That's not exactly what I thought, but like if you're trying to like I'm just plucking from the air at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> like I just watched it and enjoyed it. I was like, yeah. what is this really about? Yeah. Um, but I can see how it's kind of like female competition and it's also kind of like literally demonizing like the hot girl in school who like mm-hmm. has a good time and just like is like, you know, sex positive essentially. So I, I think th- it's I like, feel that a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I mean I do think there are elements of jealousy like throughout mm-hmm. the movie but I think that's on both ends like I think that Jennifer is jealous of Needy because she's in like a pretty healthy relationship like they're sexually active and they're like True. you know fine like her boyfriend is not a jerk or anything I mean he's a jerk to Jennifer but like <laughs> Jennifer's a jerk to him too True. and I think there's like a, that kind of like there's like you know the best friend being jealous of the boyfriend because she's taking, he's taking her friend away from her in some aspects and like, right. What's his face? Chip being jealous of Jennifer because Jennifer takes needy away from him in some aspects. Although I will say I didn't really like Chip as a character. Yeah. I mean, I I think all the men in this movie, like they're kind of just, like they're they're lame. <laughs> yeah they're not the only like all the guys they're not even like portrayed as like bad people the only yeah. people who are bad are like the the band um and i felt so bad for the goth guy um <laughs> just uh, wanted to watch rocky <laughs> horror yeah <laughs> i was like i would have loved if somebody in high school had asked me on that date i would have absolutely loved it but <laughs> that poor kid he was just like like when she turned into a demon he was just like no way I'm like what an accurate reaction like that is exactly how somebody like you know in their teens would react to like a demon about to like suck their dick or something they'd be like oh no way (laughs) and just get murdered but yeah like most of the men in this film are like kind of like fine (laughs) just like chill nice men for the most part like we don't know anything about them really so we can't like say they're like I've seen a lot of reviews about this movie being like she's attacking like toxic masculinity I'm like she's not really she's she doesn't go after the people that did this to her she kind of like leaves that for needy you know so although I was kind of disappointed in the fact that she did like attack guys that were just like just liked her and like wanted to like like, ask her out, like, yeah, she's super attractive, like, of course, anybody's gonna ask her out, like, it's not, like, it's almost, like, interesting if somebody doesn't ask her out, you know, Chip was, like, the exception to the rule or whatever, but then he starts making out with her at some point, so it's, like, everyone in this film is attracted to her, so I think it's, like, I was a little sad that she didn't go after, like, the band members, or didn't go after, like, bad men in her town or whatever, like, didn't go after that cadet, like, Chris Pratt, like, he sucked, like, he, I was like, I would have killed him first, (laughs) but she went after these, like, 
seemingly normal, like, decent guys who just, like, wanted to go out with her. The poor kid, like, Ahmed, on the way back from the... I mean, that was probably, like, her first kill. She was, like, super hungry. It wasn't, like, she was targeting him because he was a nice guy who asked her out. <laughs> but I was, like, a little a little bummed that she, like, targeted those, like, those dudes, I guess. Yeah, I think it's, like, an interesting take on... It's kind of like a... Looking at horror movies and, like, the trope of, like, the virgin versus the, like, sexually promiscuous girl. Like, in horror movies, often the sexually promiscuous girl is the one that's, like, gets killed or, like, brutalized. And we're often supposed to be, like, ah, oh, well. You know? Like, yeah. (laughs) As the horror movie progresses. And I think this kind of, like, turns that on its head. It's, like the hot promiscuous girl or just like teenage girl that's you know sexually active is the one that is brutalizing these men who like are just kind of existing yeah and <laughs> like we're we feel like bad about it and it's like why why do we like you know in every other movie like we're like yeah that, that happens it's a horror movie like that's what's you know whatever we'll move on we're only rooting for, like, the virgin girl, the last girl at the end, you know? Um, oh, I was rooting for Jennifer the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I was, I was sad of her, her choice of, like, of victims, victims. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I feel like she really, like, embraced being a demon. Like, she really, like... Like, she didn't, like, panic. She didn't, like, I don't know, freak the fuck out and, like, go, like, off the... Ra- like, she went off the rails sort of um (laughs) but she like just kind of accepted that she was a demon she was like I'm gonna make the most of this and like I'm still gonna have fun while eating dudes and looking hot yeah I think um I I read a quote somewhere when I was doing research and it said no one asked to be made into a monster but no one should be surprised when the monster of their creation invites herself over for dinner which I thought was like kind of an interesting take on like Jennifer and like how she chose to kind of (laughs) use her demon abilities and like who she chose to target. (laughs) So we kind of talked about like her targeting men but like men who like didn't necessarily show us that they were bad. They're just like guys. I kind of want to talk more about the like toxic female friendship aspect of this movie like do you have any thoughts on that well I don't know enough about like I guess like the conversation around like toxic female friendships Mm -hmm. like they obviously exist like I mean there are going to be friends like growing up you had friends who were like expected you to do anything and everything for them because like if you're as a female I've in the past had friends who expected me to do anything and everything for them because we were friends Mm -hmm. and that would often put me in uncomfortable positions. But if I dared like balk at, you know, a request, I wasn't a good friend. Like it was like, it was a lot of like manipulation. Um, a lot of like, I'm not talking about you, Olivia. I was um, like, I'm about to say, I'm like, I saw the concern no. in your eyes. <laughs> Stop calling me out on the podcast. Come on. Uh, her name starts with O and ends with Livia. Um <laughs> You're fired, Madeline. This is over. <laughs> well, I quit. Uh, <laughs> you can't manipulate me into leaving. Oh, wait. Yeah, but, like, you know, these these friends would, like, or, like, for example, like, when I was in high school, 
Um, again, I'm not talking about Olivia. I had like, <laughs> we went to high school together, so we did. Yeah. <laughs> but this was, um, these were two different friends and we, me and these two girls hung out all the time. And there was one day where like we had made plans like on a Monday and like for that weekend, by the time that weekend showed up, I'd completely forgotten. We had never checked back in to be like, yeah, we're definitely doing this. So I went to hang out with another friend and when the two girls texted me and hey, were like, hey, are you coming? I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot we were supposed to hang out. I'm at so-and-so's house, um, but I can't like, I can't meet up with you guys because I have to like, I had a curfew. So they're like, okay, it's fine, whatever. And then they start like subtweeting me or like blasting me on Twitter. I don't know if subtweeting still a term. Um, <laughs> they started like- I think it is. I think it is too. Um, subtweeting where you like, I, like, I don't know, like, passive aggressively talk about somebody without naming them on Twitter. They start like subtweeting me on Twitter and they're like, oh my God, don't you hate it when like people are so fake and like they do all this shit and they made me feel so bad about like accidentally forgetting to hang out. And then like, that was the end of our friendship basically. Like with them, Mm -hmm. like I was like a traitor or like I was like a bitch or worthless or whatever. And I tried apologizing. Like I really did. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. And I will never forget. Sorry to like go on this tangent, but like we're bringing up a lot of memories <laughs> we've all had like really bad like I know I've had plenty of uh toxic female friendships so yeah it's I think we can all relate to it for sure yeah I mean I'll never forget I was like I apologize like sincerely I was like I'm so sorry I just don't want this to like be a recurring thing like be something that you guys like always bring up and like hold against me because I that was their type that is what yeah. they would do and she I will never forget she said I accept your apology, but don't expect me to forgive you. And just walked away. And I was like, and that was kind of when I knew I was like, mm-hmm, it's over. Okay. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming back from this. And I ended up for, I ended up better off because I don't know. They just, I think if we reconnected now, it would be different. Like if I yeah. ran into them again, at least one of them, I think would be like, okay. But back then I was like, nah, it's over. Like we're done for. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you think you've had any friends that were, like, pretty much like a Jennifer type, where they, like, you couldn't outstage them, or, like, like you said, were manipulative, and... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I almost got arrested because of this girl. Um, <laughs> quick story. I promise I'll make it fast. Sixth grade, lived in California. There was this, literally, she was, like, a Jennifer. She was, like, super cute, like, for, like, what, a 12-year-old? Um, <laughs> but she was, like, the cutest girl in the class, whatever. And she, like, all the guys fawned after her. And, like, she, we would all hang out, but she would, like, like, if I was, like, getting more attention, she would, like, say something to, like, put me down or whatever. Like, she was, she was, she was a bully. Like, let's be real. Um, Very much like Jennifer. And then it kind of, like, built and built and built to the point where she called me, like, a really, like, nasty name. And back then, I didn't know that it actually wasn't a rude name like she called me a lesbian but like I was like 12 years old I didn't really understand what that meant at the time Mm -hmm. so I was very upset by that and like now that I think about it I'm like what a stupid thing to call somebody (laughs) (laughs) but you know when you're like 11 years old you're like I don't know what that means that sounds like a negative thing I'm very upset Mm -hmm. um so I was talking to one of my other friends and she dared me to slap her on my last day of school because I was being taken out early and literally the next day we were moving to a different country I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. I can face no consequences. So I go in. <laughs> I was wrong. I go in, slap this bitch across the face. And I was like, that's what you get. I leave the classroom. Our teacher wasn't in the classroom. Um, 
She follows me, whole screaming match. She calls her mom. Her mom calls her dad. Her dad goes to the police and files a report. And the police are knocking on my like hotel, like my parents, my family's hotel room door. And I have to go down to like the station and give a statement. And they're like, well, since you're leaving, like, we don't care. Like, we don't yeah. care. We don't care to begin with because you're two 12-year-old girls or 11 and 12-year-old girls. Like, and all you did was slap her? All I did was slap her. I don't even think I left a mark. I probably didn't even hit her that hard. I was probably like a little bitch and was like, eh, and then ran, like, <laughs> thought I was all badass. And like, reality was like nothing. But I think I thoroughly embarrassed her. And I think that was what she didn't, that's why she called her mom, was I like called her, like slapped her in front of the whole class and was like, fuck you in 11 year old terms. So nice. Nice. I stood up to Jennifer. I stood up to the, the toxic, manipulative friend. Um, I almost went to baby jail, but <laughs> just kidding. I did yeah. have to make a police statement, though. Yeah, I've had, like I said, plenty of friendships like that. Like, I was the one that was, like, following them around, and, like, they literally, like, didn't want me to, like, wear certain things or, like, look a certain way because no. they, you know, wanted the attention. And at the time, I was, like, yeah, I was shy and, like, not very confrontational. So at the time, I was, like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I don't really want attention anyway. It's fine. <laughs> like looking pretty <laughs> yeah like I, I I'm just I'll just wear my t-shirt and jeans over here oh you got me a burlap sack for my birthday thank you so much I'll wear yeah. it all the time yeah exactly um and but then if anything like went wrong or like if something was misconstrued in any way like they would turn on me like immediately and like you know do that thing where they girls don't talk to you anymore they just kind of yeah all of the whole group just kind of like gathers and whispers and like starts to spread rumors about how you're bullying them and that's why they're treating you that way and like I've had that happen like twice and God, both times such a bully you no know, like both times I was like what like what what did I do like what did I do because I it was like I just you know one day we're fine the next day I come in and they're all like she's a bully and like they have their parents call my parents and like Ooh all this shenanigans and like I still don't know what I did <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like look her up on Facebook yeah. and like, send like hey remember when we were like eight what the fuck did I do <laughs> well what's weird is okay so we're both military so like we've moved around been to multiple different schools like a lot of times like we make friends at one school but then we move and like we never see them again right correct um well in one of the cases I went to middle school with this one girl um, her family was, like, really close friends with my family. Like, I have two sisters. She had two sisters. We were all pretty close in age. We all hung out. We were, like, literally neighbors. So we hung out all the time. One day I went into school and, like, her and, like, all of the people that, like, I kind of hung out with just did that thing where they all were whispering about me, saying that I was bullying them, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, what? And then I tried, I, like, walked over to her house one time. Uh, I literally just knocked on the door. Her mom opened it and like screamed at me and then slammed the door in my face. And I like was like so confused. I was like, what did I do? Like, what did I do to like make everybody so mad? I'm very confused. And then like we just like weren't friends anymore after that. But then I moved to a new school. I've moved around a few times after that. I moved to a new school for my senior year and she was also new that year. Her and her family also lived there. And it was like a super small school. And I had to, I was like pretty much forced to like reconnect with her. 
and because we both knew each other and like we're like oh hey yeah like our parents are definitely gonna be hanging out again uh, I guess we need to like deal with this and I tried to like bring it up she's like oh I don't remember that at all like, all right like, well, you emotionally <laughs> scarred me yeah, so like, you bet your boots I remember that but yeah so I, I feel like I relate to needy in a lot of ways but I also don't think that needy as a character is like supposed to be nerdy per se she's just kind of like a normal girl just like in comparison to Jennifer she's like can be interpreted that way but yeah because like there's nothing really about her that's like nerdy she's just like normal she has a healthy relationship with her boyfriend she's got you know friends the social life i related to her most when she was going through the occult section of the library (laughs) (laughs) i was like i've been there (laughs) yeah haven't we all haven't we all haven't we all visited the occult but along the lines of like the toxic female friendship we've seen it kind of portrayed in other movies too you know like mean girls heathers Mm -hmm. um all these kinds of movies. Do you think that this is like a accurate portrayal? Like, do you think it's like over, it's like over exaggerated? Do you think it's like a good kind of allegory? Do you think it's like, what do you think? I mean, take away the demon aspect of it. Even, I mean, even keep the demon aspect of it. And I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Like Mean Girls is like dramatic because it's like these girls get, I mean, I don't know, like super rich girls I was never friends with like mega rich people so like they could behave that way like they could force their parents to like give up the master bedroom and like they take it over I don't know yeah um but like my but I think what I liked about this movie as well is it took place in a small town like all horror films like take place in a small town but like Jennifer was like the hottie with the body in a small town she wasn't like in like some like suburban metropolis where like all these wealthy people live like she was like relatively of the same class as like everybody else in that high school so I appreciated that because it made their friendship and their story more relatable yeah so I think personally like because I've known Jennifer's like throughout my life like I can see how it was pretty accurate I mean she like when she was telling them that they were going to like the rock show and she was like wear something cute and then Amanda Seyfried's like over monologue what I don't know what it's called voiceover um, was like, oh, she means wear something nice, but something that doesn't upstage her. I'm like, absolutely, that's what she meant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Needy was trying to like stop her from hooking up with these band members and she would just ignore her and went after it anyway. I'm like, I have absolutely have friends like that, you know? Um, <laughs> I've had friends where I'm like, hey, like, I don't think you should do that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just looking out for you. And then they completely ignore me and go and do something silly like that anyway and then I'm like okay literally do not come crying to me because I spend so much time like trying to talk you down from this and like I will be your friend and I will support you but you know try not to make these mistakes (laughs) yeah like what do you think of Jennifer like as a character like how do you feel about her like I said I liked the movie and I liked her I don't know. I mean, I, like, I didn't have anything, like, against her as far as, like, her character because I think, like, who they were trying to portray was pretty, like, accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Megan Fox. So, yeah. um, I I had no qualms with, like, I mean, as a character, yeah, she was, like, not a good person because she was, like, eating people and shit. Um, <laughs> but I think 
she did a great job like acting out Jennifer and also like in a way kind of like when Needy was like basically telling her like oh you're evil she's like well I'm just doing what I can you know what I mean like she's like I'm just doing what I have to do now to like survive and she's like well you're killing people she's like no I'm killing boys like I think a lot of people related to that (laughs) amen (laughs) yeah we're we're all like yes (laughs) I was like that was funny but no I mean I I don't think (laughs) Jennifer did nothing wrong uh (laughs) she was unproblematic no I just think she was like a good character like in general for the story and I think Megan Fox did a great job portraying her those are honestly my only thoughts on Jennifer yeah, I agree. I think Megan Fox was perfect for for this role. And I know that I was listening to like an interview with the the writer and she was like, yeah, there was like literally no one else that we wanted for this. Like it was pretty much you or bust. Yeah. Um, like they had other people read just, you know, in case, but it, it, it's like tailor-made for her and for, like for the situation that she was in like at the time, like Megan Fox as the actress, like everybody viewing her as this like super sexy kind of object and like just not really seeing her as a person she talks about that with with the the writer Megan Fox does and how like this movie came along kind of like was everything that she needed (laughs) is like to express like her frustrations about that part of her life like she was like at Hollywood producer, like, you are this one dude I'm about to eat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And she says that to this day, it's, like, her favorite thing that she's ever worked on. It honestly looked like it would have been a really fun, like, set to be on. Yeah. And, like, I think, because I was watching it with my roommate, and we were, I was looking up the cast, and I think they're all actually the same age. Like, I think they all casted that, like, did the casting really well, as far as, like, everybody was, like, the same age so it wasn't like a 40 year old playing like yeah. Chip and then Amanda Seyfried and like and Megan Fox. I think the cast overall was really good except I just did not understand why they had Amy Sedaris and J.K. Simmons in this movie. They were just like so like anybody could have been in those roles you know what I mean? I don't know why J.K. Simmons was so like why he had one hand and like was like burned and like why is this guy like this? <laughs> I like at that point I didn't question it I was more just like I was like okay he's in this movie why and then like the metal hand was kind of an afterthought for me I was like <laughs> okay like well like when he's like introduced he comes into the class and is like talking about the fire he's like I've had a lot of shit happen to me in my life but this is no, I want a movie bad. about him yeah, I'm like what happened to you like <laughs> you look Tell like you look like you've been through some stuff um I thought he was just I thought he was like a fun addition to the movie yeah um they added so much like weird layers to him that it makes me like wonder why they put so much like detail (laughs) in that but like you know like they were like are you bored on a weekend JK because we got like a couple scenes that we need you to be in you have like a metal hand and you're like kind of chubby and he's like (laughs) I'm there like he's like I've always wanted to put on like a fat suit I don't know you got to wear a weird wig and, like, you basically look like Beethoven, but you're missing a hand. In <laughs> <laughs> the intro part of this, we kind of talked about how, like, we didn't think it was, like, for us based off of, like, what we had seen. Yeah. And I, I think that's, like, a huge part of, like, why this movie, like, wasn't received well when it first mm-hmm. came out. 
it's funny. I just like last thing I'll say about like Megan Fox and yeah. um uh like her character and, and this movie was so I was talking to my coworker last night. I was like, yeah, like talking about the podcast. And I was like, yeah, we're doing uh, Jennifer's Body. And he was like, oh, that's such a horrible movie. And I was like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, like the acting was just so bad. I'm like, you are absolutely wrong. He was like, Megan Fox. I was like, I will go to bat. Great. I was like, she was great. I will go to bat for her any day of the week. And then I, um, cause like we, I had also talked about this, like when I was watching the movie, um, or we, we were talking about it as well, or my roommate was telling me a lot about, like, Megan Fox's past, and then I went and looked it up, and then I got really angry about, like, how she was treated in Hollywood, so then when he was like, oh, Megan Fox sucked, I was like, let me tell you something, and I, like, just, like, like, word vomited, just, like, a whole speech about, like, how, like, the Hollywood industry just absolutely did Megan Fox dirty, and he was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, take it back, you stupid boy. I was like, yeah, bitch, get on the ground. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, like, this movie was marketed towards teenage boys. It wasn't marketed for girls, which is, like, the target audience of the movie. But yeah, for some reason, they... I know that, like, the director and the writer both, like, really pushed against the marketing campaign that was being, like, followed through. Um, yeah. Because it was so just, like, not what the movie was about like right. if you go back and watch like the commercials for this movie and like all the posters and stuff it's like literally just all the scenes of like Megan Fox like undressing and like swimming Walking naked in the, the lake hall, like, yeah yeah um uh Jennifer and Needy kissing and like all and of those like, like the sexually part... charged scenes in the movie that like have meaning behind them yeah it's not the movie is not about like Megan Fox being sexy yeah you know um but that's what was being marketed so so the teenage boys audience was going there expecting that and like literally when they did like test screenings for this movie all the entire audience was like college age boys and like young men I don't and like all that. of the feedback that they got was like there was literally one guy that wrote down needs more boobs spelled b-e-w-b-s <laughs> That's awful. Because I know, like, if it had been marketed kind of like a Mean Girls. That's what I was just about to say. Like, Mean Girls, but with demons. Like, I would have been like, let's go see it. I would have been like, that looks fun. Yeah. So if I had, like, heard about a movie that was like, oh, it's Mean Girls, but it's, like, demons. And, like, I would have been all about that shit. I would have been all over it. I would have been like, mom, this is the one movie you're taking me to. It's kind of had, like, a rebirth recently like it's Mm -hmm. been kind of turned into this like cult classic almost yeah through which I it makes me happy because I think it deserved that in the first place but hindsight's 2020 so now we can kind of move forward just be like no this is actually a a good fun movie and we can appreciate it for what it is and all you boys back in the day who went there and and said this movie sucks because there weren't enough boobs like screw you I'm gonna eat you if I ever become a also, because it's, it was marketed for teenage boys, they go and they are watching themselves be the victim in the movie. Like, how jarring that is for, like, the people who are usually the ones, like, committing the crimes against, like, sexy women. <laughs> yeah. You know? like That is a good point. Like, that is a good point. Like, the average guy, like, goes to a movie and he sees, like, hot girls being, like, chopped up by, you know, a chainsaw or whatever. And then, like, 
the sweet pure like virgin girl like somehow like escapes I don't know like <laughs> as if yeah. your virginity like <laughs> like is a shield <laughs> I mean in horror movies it is so <laughs> but then yeah but then to go see Jennifer's body and then it's like oh like I'm just an average guy and this girl's really hot I'm gonna ask her out she said yes what oh no I'm being eaten alive like that little, also makes me laugh brutally. a little bit where it's like I mean no offense to the the nerdy goth guy like I loved him I loved his character I'm like in high school that was my dream man um <laughs> maybe like sans the lip piercing but regardless <laughs> like <laughs> I thought it was just like so funny. It was almost like a lesson to boys where it's like, you think you can get Jennifer? Like the only reason she's saying yes is because she wants to eat you, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. I'm like, yeah, boys, stay in your lane. Like <laughs> as they say, as my friend used to say, know your number, um, which is mean. That's mean to say, but I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And then at that point, like, was it all worth it? I mean, who knows? I think it was. <laughs> was what worth it? It was, like, the boy, like, making out for, like, two minutes with Jennifer and then getting eaten. Like, was that worth it? <laughs> um, I, I would say no. He seemed I, kind of, like, hesitant as, when he, like, arrived. He was like, I don't know about this. Um, what was funny to me was, like, she didn't, she didn't like the idea of, like, going to Rocky Horror and he was like, oh, like, fuck it, never mind. I don't and like then, boxing movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like boxing movies. I was like, oh, no. Um, oh, but the, this was interesting. The moment Needy was like, oh, he's a cool guy. Jennifer was like, oh, Needy likes this guy. Like, I'm going yeah. to, like, take him down to London town. Like, I'm going <laughs> to tear him to shreds now. That's when she, like, changed her mind. Mm -hmm. But then he still went with it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if somebody, like, was that rude about my interests I would be yeah. like okay no like fuck you I don't want to go out with you but because she's so hot he was like you know teenage boy mind he was like okay I can like yeah I can like let it slide like no find this is also like a good point like find somebody who like expresses the same interests as you and like you shouldn't just be like trying to date somebody because of their attractiveness level yeah also beauty is like subjective so also just like I don't know, I'm thinking about this right now, but, like, the juxtaposition between, like, uh, Needy having, like, really boring, like, missionary sex with Chip <laughs> and, like, Jennifer on top of this guy, like, brutally, like, ripping out his intestine. <laughs> that was, I think that was my favorite like, scene. Uh, like, uh. And then she's, like, having this, like, demonic, like, vision. Yeah. It was, like, freaking out while she's having sex with with chip and he thinks that she's like so into it he's like and he's like am i too am big, I too big? <laughs> and he's all excited he's like oh my god am i too big like <laughs> am i hurting you like no sweetie i think that was like kind of interesting because it's like not really being connected with your partner like having sex too like they even though that they have like kind of a, a, a you know pretty healthy relationship as far as I know, as far as I, like, kind of gathered from the movie, um, they still, like, aren't super in sync when it comes to, like, the physical aspect of the relationship. That seemed um, like, was that not their first time having sex? No. I thought it was. No. Oh. It definitely appeared that way, in my mind. <laughs> no, it, it seemed like they were just, you know, kind of awkward about talking about it, like, 
you know, I, when I was in high school, I had relationships like that where, like, we're like, yeah, so, like, guess I'll come over later? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we've, been, we've been dating for, like, two years or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, but, like, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he said, like, I got more condoms. So, like, oh, okay. obviously they'd done stuff before. They'd it used a couple like, in the past. He had yeah. run out in the past. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I read something somewhere, too. I don't know the exact quote, but it was, like, talking about how, like, basically this movie has turned into kind of, like, an LGBTQ, like, cult movie. Um, or it's kind of, like, gained that status. And really? Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in, in a minute. But, like, uh, they one of the articles I was reading was saying how, like, that scene in particular where she's having sex with Chip and uh, Jennifer is, like, ripping out the guy's intestines that Needy liked, kind of saying, you know, like, sex with men is boring. <laughs> and, like, female friendship and female relationship and, like, LGBTQ, like, queer or lesbian or gay relationships are, like, more fun in this, in this context. Um, I honestly don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of like, I mean... Like, that's a take. Yeah, it is a take. A take that I will not take for granted. Like, I will, I will readily accept that one, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> although, although, on, like, the contrary yeah. to that, I think they also, I don't know if this, I mean, the way it can be received, I don't think it was intended this way, but it kind of, like, also hits on, like, female, like, how, like, women are, like, typically more fluid in their sexuality, like, more so than men are so like when she like they're making out and then you know in the pool scene like the weird rec abandoned rec center scene um Mm -hmm. she was like oh I thought you only ate boys and she was like I go both ways like I thought that was cute but at the same time like that can also kind of like highlight a like a I don't know like a negative trope like kind of like the fetish of like that men have of like girl on girl action you know what I mean Mm-hmm. so I don't think it was intended that way but when I saw that I was like and considering like how it was marketed I was like oh that could be like you know taken the wrong way like or like yeah guys um, like like fetishize that like they already do so like that kind of adds to like that sort of element of it yeah I can kind of go through the points that I've heard about like this movie being kind of like a LGBTQ like yeah, lay it on me. I, I, um, I'm interested. Yeah, so, like, at the beginning, the one girl, like, accuses Needy of being lesbian um, for, <laughs> for Jennifer, and she's just like, no, she's my best friend. But then there's kind of, like, evidence throughout the movie that Jennifer, at least, is, like, is bi. Um, you know, she says, I swing both ways. Mm-hmm. She's very possessive over Needy. You know, when Needy shows some other person a, you know, attention that she targets those people, Chip and the the goth guy, they play boyfriend, girlfriend, or they have, like, in the past. I know. Um, When she said that, I was like, hmm. You know, they made out. (laughs) And I don't think that was the first time that happened if they played boyfriend, girlfriend um, before. Well, like, yeah, when she brought up, like, we can play boyfriend, girlfriend like we used to. I'm like... Okay, so there was, I mean, I saw that. I was like, in the past, there was, like, some experimentation between the two of them, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I'm sure is natural. Like, 
nothing that I've ever done as a kid, but I'm sure it's nothing like out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So that also kind of like made me, I don't want to say accept, but maybe like understand why like Needy just like started making out with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Jennifer just like pops up in a room and they're just like tongues a flailing, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, so I was like, at first I was like, why did she just like accept this? And then when she was like, we can play boyfriend, girlfriend, like we used to, I was like, okay. So like, this is not, this is not a new and like random activity now that Jennifer's become a demon. Like this is something they did prior to like chip prior to, you know, yeah. Yeah. any sort of like actual sexual experience, like as a teenagers. Yeah. And like the, when Jennifer first shows up as the demon, like in Needy's kitchen, and she, like, kind of, like, almost bites her, um, but then kind of, like, hesitates and leaves. Like, she has the urge to, like, hurt her best friend, hurt this, hurt the person that she's, like, also potentially sexually attracted to, just mm-hmm. like these other guys that she's engaging with, but decides not to, as, like, I don't know. Like, that's also been kind of taken as a sign that she's, Well, even, like, the way she tells the story, like, the story of what happened to her, she was, like, yeah, I, like, I woke up in the, in the forest or whatever, like, by the lake or the waterfall, and, like, I found my way back to you. Like, Mm -hmm. she, like, immediately, like, she woke up as a demon, and, like, her first thought was, like, her best friend Mm -hmm. was needy, so it wasn't, like, where are these band members that killed me? Where, like, why do I feel this way? It was, like, I need to get to needy, so... Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting as well. And then poor Ahmed, like, he did not deserve that. Uh, (laughs) She was like, does anybody know you're alive? And he was like, no. I was like, boy, like, (laughs) I was like, don't follow her into the woods. I felt the most bad for him. Like, the goth guy, whatever, like, the meaty football guy, I also kind of felt bad for because she took advantage of him when he was, like, super upset that his friend was dead. But (laughs) it is what it is. I don't know why I think that's so funny. Like, it was just so, <laughs> I feel like a horrible person, but, like, that just, cra- that's, like, the funniest part of the movie to me, I think. I don't know why. I thought, I mean, I thought it was funny because, like, she was, like, yeah, you know what, Craig, the last thing he said to me was, like, you and I would make a banging couple. <laughs> and he was, like, banging? <laughs> like, immediately, all thoughts of Craig were gone. He, he was, said like, that? oh, yeah, banging. <laughs> She was like, come with me, and then, you know, destroy them. But that was just... I love that, like, J.K. Simmons hears him, like, being ripped apart in the woods, and he's just like, let it out, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the youth. Oh, so funny. Yeah, if I heard screaming, if I was J.K. Simmons and I heard screaming in the woods, I'd be like, "Mm, that's someone else's problem. Yeah. (laughs) Get my little metal hand in my car and drive away. When I first watched this movie, I, I don't know, I didn't know how much, like, it was it's kind of all revolved around trauma um Hmm. like the whole movie is which i thought was kind of interesting and like how people deal with trauma like like yeah like people die your beginning to this movie like the the bar catching on fire i thought that was i thought that was genius because like (laughs) it could have happened like jennifer could have been murdered by this band like Mm -hmm. without the bar catching on fire like that was just like for some reason, it just, like, just brought a whole new element to it because, like, I think they're also pointing out that, like, tragedy strikes 
a lot these days. Like, I mean, unfortunately, like you have like police shootings, you have school shootings, you have like, we should probably put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Uh, (laughs) We have like, you know, murder, like, you know, the media just like absolutely like blasts any sort of like tragic event. So I think the movie might've also been trying to highlight that like, you know, after a while, these kids just like, everybody in this town just like kind of didn't care. Like they had the funeral for the goth guy and then like two days later is all back to normal. Like they're already planning the prom or the formal or whatever, but like they were really upset for a couple days about the fire because like that was just so random. Mm-hmm. But like once people started getting like brutally murdered and being compared to lasagna with teeth, which I thought was beautiful, like <laughs> that was top tier writing. Uh, <laughs> that was like, that was like big brain writing for me. Um, <laughs> when, you know, when he, like, these people died, they were just, like, oh, they're sad for, like, two days, and then moved on. Like, I think it's kind of pointing out that, like, us as a society, like, especially now, like, this is 2009 when this came out, but even now, like, we're being so, like, bombarded with tragedy that a lot of people are becoming desensitized to it. Yeah. Which is not good. (laughs) Like, people should be caring about every single tragedy that happens, like. It's hard, though. Like, we only have, like, so much mental capacity and when, like you said, it's, like, constant. It is it is so easy to kind of just... Dis- to just shut like, it off. Yeah, disconnect and, like, like, oh, that sucks, but, like, what can I do, you know? Um, yeah, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not guilty of, like, becoming desensitized to some yeah. things, like, but I think it's, like, I think it's, like, the process of, like, relearning that, like, these things are not normal, you know? Like, mm-hmm. these, like, four boys in this movie being, or what, three, four, almost, yeah, four, including Chip, like, these four boys being, like, brutally murdered, and, like, torn to shreds, like, this isn't normal, like, this is something people should, like, actively care about, um, especially because it's, like, a serial killer (laughs) targeting, like, teenage boys in this, like, one small town, yeah, um, and then, like, you know, a bar, like, the bar on fire, like, that, like, where's the, like, people following up the investigation of that? Like, whose fault was that? Like, that sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think people just, like, accept that a tragedy happened and then think that, like, nothing else needs to be, like, addressed. Like, oh, this bar caught on fire. That's sad. But, like, nobody thinks about, like, what caused that fire. It could have been an electrical shortage. Then what, you know, there's, like, I feel like there's some chain of accountability in, like, almost every single tragedy that happens. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of, like, don't continue up the chain like they accept the tragedy for what it is and then Mm -hmm. move on yeah I think that it's also kind of a a statement on people capitalizing off of tragedy like the band the band through the trees I'm gonna say the song like it's I like it (laughs) it's funny I had heard that song before ever seeing the movie and I thought low shoulder was a real band (laughs) So I was looking it up. I was telling I was telling my roommate. I was like, I've heard this song before. And I'm like googling it while we're watching the movie. And I'm like, Is Low Shoulder a real band? And they are like casting this movie. And then the more digging I did, I was like, Oh, it's like a fake band, like for the movie. But like, it has like actual like Low Shoulder has like song credit for Through the Trees, yeah. which I think is so funny. Which is why I got so confused. But yeah, the fact that they like they're the reason like half this stuff's going on they're like oh like we're so sad we feel so bad for um like <laughs> they kept calling it like uh devil's like forest or whatever they're like no it's devil's cattle <laughs> yeah 
Um, and they're like, we'll give 3% of all of our profits to the families affected by tragedy. And like Niji's like, all right, well, what about the other 97%? Like, yeah. It's like, 3%. yeah. Like watching their reaction when the fire started happening, it was like really weird because he's just like, huh. He's like smiling almost. Interesting. I, I think, I think the band like itself did like a really good job of being yeah. like really skeezy, like band people. I thought they were really funny. Like Adam Brody did a great job. Oh, he did. He was fantastic. <laughs> I am glad they got their just desserts though. Yeah. And that needy like went and just like annihilated them. Mm-hmm. I love that they call her the kicker. <laughs> she like kicked the shit of that one lady like at the beginning. She flew like <laughs> 15 feet. <laughs> like K I C K E R. Boom. Like my one criticism about this movie is like I don't think that it needed to, ha- like, start from the end. Like, I don't think that we needed, like, the mm-hmm. flashbacks at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been more fun to, like, have that at the end. Like, that as a surprise? Yeah, like, that, like, she just, like, kicks the shit out of this lady out of nowhere. And, like, we're like, why? <laughs> and then we get the reveal that it's because she was bitten by the, bitten by Jennifer. Yeah. Um. I think that would have been a little bit more impactful um, because at the beginning, like, I don't know. It just kind of, it, it set the the expectations for Needy a little True. bit differently. And then because we knew that at the end, like, we knew that that's where she ends up and that she doesn't get killed by Jennifer. So, like, we're not worried about that, you know? Mm-hmm. But that, that's my one main, main criticism. But it's small. It's a small nitpick. Um, but yeah, I love that she kicked the shit out of that, that girl. But once she escapes and like murders all those all those uh bandmates, do you think that she's gonna like continue killing people because she has that like part of her, or do you think that's it and she'll just kind of like go disappear somewhere? I think she'll disappear, but I think like they're not the last people she'll kill. Mm-hmm. Like I think like if I think she has like she has that rage. Like, she had enough rage to, like, you know, fucking donkey kick and orderly <laughs> across the room. Like, if somebody, like, mildly inconveniences her, like, without consequence of, like, being in a prison, she's going to, like, do much worse to them, I feel. Like, she still has that, like, demonic presence in her. Like, just a whisper of it being, like, hey, break that guy's arm because he, like, hit on you at a bar or something like that, like, Mm. as an example. So I think, I don't think she's, like, going to go on a rampage. Like, I think she really, like, wanted to, like, like, show, make a point when she, like, absolutely, like, obliterated the band members from Low Shoulder, but... I think in the future, if she kills anybody, it's because, like, they, like, annoyed her. It wasn't, it wasn't any sort of, like, act of revenge. Yeah. I can see that. Also, I, just thinking about when she kicks the orderly across the room, you can hear <laughs> someone in the background be like, oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um so I guess we can start wrapping it up here. Do you have any like favorite moments, just like absolute favorite moments from the movie? Oh, definitely when Jennifer was getting stabbed and they were singing Jenny. Yeah. Um, that was my, I think I laughed the hardest at that part. Um, Sick and then the part where the mom comes into Chip's room 
with like the lady pepper spray and mm-hmm. she's like there's an animal out there like targeting little boys and he's like this scrawny dude and he's like i can take care of myself mom and she's like do you know how they described the other kid and he was like lasagna with teeth <laughs> <laughs> and she hands him the pepper spray i was like that was a good scene for me those two were probably like my two favorites mm-hmm. um and then yeah, I kind of like that Needy got some of that, like, demonicness. Like, overall, I think that was, like, a good, like, tidbit to throw in there. Yeah. And also just the whole concept of, like, why Jennifer became a demon, I just think was, like, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Do you have any criticisms? Um, Again, I think it's, I think it is a lot to do with, like, the marketing. Like, because they marketed it towards men and, like, teenage boys and college age boys like I feel like a lot of the things that like were supposed to be like important messages about like you know women and like you know sexuality and being sex positive and like that sort of stuff like kind of like went out the window um so that's my criticism overall like I thought the movie was good yeah like I don't have really any I don't I didn't like Chip like I just didn't care for him his character like, I didn't care that Needy had a boyfriend, but I feel like I just wish he was, like, a little... Like, he he definitely just felt, like, too much like Michael Sarah's character in Juno. Yeah. Like, the she's same kind of, like, bread. awkward, bland dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they had just, like, amped up his character a little bit, it would have... He would have been, like, much better. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he is the epitome of a teenage boy in high school like an average teenage boy in high school like I knew 50 of those um chips <laughs> yeah but other than that I have no other I had no other things to say it was a it was a good movie I'm glad I saw it um happy 10 out of spooky 10. season and yeah it's, it's a good like baby's first like scary quote-unquote scary movie because it's not like that graphic yeah cool yeah it was a good soft intro to spooky season. I'm really, I'm really happy that you liked it because I was very nervous. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to have to fight her on this. Um. <laughs> no, I was like hyping you up. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna I have a oh. lot to say. Like, I'm oh. gonna go crazy. I think going into the movie, like we had talked about how it was marketed, so I wasn't like that, like I wasn't that focused on like how much they were like how sexual like yeah. Megan Fox was, and especially as you watch the movie, you're like, oh, it's kind of like. She's just a sex-positive gal who wanted to have fun, and, like, people took advantage of that. That is essentially, like, what happened in this movie, so. Yeah. I was down to, I was down to clown. Awesome. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, I, I really like this movie. It's super fun. It's, like, I don't know. It's, like, just resonates with me as a girl who has had girlfriends and was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I went to school once. Yep. I think with One that, we can probably... Is this is the first episode we've gone through without a Twilight reference. Uh, Megan Fox yeah, Megan. eats boys just like they eat deer. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's, we don't have to make one. I was just, I just literally just thought of that. We, can't, like, we, we haven't made a Twilight it. reference. That's amazing. I plan we on bringing Twilight it. references back. Don't, don't you worry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that, uh, I guess I'll just plug the, the podcast and we can say farewell until next week.
Sounds so good. we are on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at, at Another Picture Show, and then you can find us on Twitter at, at Another Pick Pod. Um, you can always email us at, at Another Picture Show at gmail.com if you have any like recommendations or movies that you want to hear us talk about. So with that, hope to see you next week. Yeah. With this another spooky one. movie. Spooky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye.